podcast fam. Today, we are bringing you a mother-daughter duo from one of Gainesville's great local organizations, Crime Prevention Security Systems. This company, established in 1975, that's 46 years, y'all, has become one of Gainesville's staples. In today's episode, we hear what led Randy and her husband to start Crime Prevention Security Systems. We also hear from her daughter, Georgia, and learn what it's like growing up in the business, working every department in the company, expanding the company, and all the family business dynamics that come with it. Enjoy today's show. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. That was good, man. Thank we you. missed you the last I know. couple of episodes. I, it's weird because I kind of missed myself as I was like scrolling through like Facebook and stuff, and I saw like you pop up by yourself in your solo act, and the lighting was different. James did a great job, by the way, <laughs> making you look good. Uh, but yeah, it was weird to to be missing. It was even more weird why I missed. Yeah, I don't, don't, I don't, don't miss, man. Yeah. What are you doing? But I'm back. It's a new year. Yeah, we excited? made it to 2021. Yeah, I'm excited. What's, what's one major goal that you have for 2021? Um, don't make it anything like 2020. I mean, isn't that everybody's goal? No, actually, I, I've said before, 2020 was actually a pretty good year for, for me personally. But uh, one major goal, hmm, put me on the spot here. <laughs> I love to do that too. I would say the, the first one that comes out back to mind is like, I got one thing that COVID did for me was like completely disrupted my gym routine. Okay. And it's been a real struggle to get back in it in it and any kind of like where i was so so that that's like my number one goal is to kind of reestablish that routine dude when the routines get just messed up like that and i i've never been that person that needed routine until i got thrown out of it and realized oh my gosh i became that person yeah are you guys routine people uh on some things absolutely yeah yeah and then others i'm to the wind yeah Yeah. you no no like i I, like i'm a routine person like i really need to have like the set wake up at 5.30, we'd do that or whatever. Yeah, so growing up as a kid, like my father, like he he worked uh, first shift or something at the Space Center, but like if I was up, I knew at 4.45 where he was at five o'clock, I could find him. He was like, what what lace he had put his shoe through, like what where he was in his bowl of cereal. Like <laughs> for 25 years, he did the same exact thing by the minute. And I was like, man, I never want to be that until I got disrupted and I realized, oh my God, I, I didn't, didn't know be that, that I became that. Like, I, like, I need that. Uh, anyway. Well, that's great. I'm excited to get into this show, you guys. But before we do, definitely want to give love to the sponsors that make this happen, y'all. Um, if you or someone you know is about to move, tell them to give our friends, the UF Mover Guys, a call. Brad Jordan and the team at UF Mover Guys can do it all. They offer full service packing. They can move bulky items. They will disassemble that furniture that you you need to move. And if you need storage, well, guess what? They've got your back there as well. They offer free and fast, no obligation estimates. They require no money up front. You pay when the move is complete and you are 100% satisfied with their work. Give them a call at 352-415-0886 or visit them at ufmoverguys.com. You know, I had a friend of mine that booked them right after the podcast, so I'm still waiting for that royalty check, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But also, they have a great story. uh, And if you'd like to check that out. I believe it was episode 102. Uh, tremendous guys, tremendous asset to our community. So thank you, thank you, UF Mover guys, for your support. Yeah, that was a great episode. Man. It was really, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. 
Of course, all of them are fun. So you know, no pressure or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, no pressure on YouTube. We're about to we're about to get into it. And uh, also, you guys, Gainesville is growing every day, and no one knows that better than the GNV Commercial Advisory Team at Collier's Gainesville. They help businesses and investors of all sizes buy, sell, lease, and manage their properties in North Central Florida. The GNV Commercial Advisory Team has the most local experience and expertise in town, plus the resources of a global firm to get your commercial real estate deal done. Ready to get started on your next commercial project? See what they can do for you at Collier's.com slash Gainesville. And remember, you can connect with UF Mover Guys and Collier's International and all of our great sponsors by going to WHOAGNV.com forward slash sponsors. Got them all listed Got them there. Got them all right there. <laughs> In fact, a company that has been very generous to us, you guys... We got Crime Prevention Security Systems. You guys, thank you so much for being a sponsor, too. Thank you for having the opportunity for us to to sponsor your show. It's an awesome, awesome show. Yeah, awesome. Thank thank, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. (laughs) So let me introduce these two wonderful women to you guys. We have... To, oh, I'm gonna do my normal. Today on the show, I feel like that's such an important yeah. <coughs> key part, you know. <laughs> Today on the show, we have Georgia Wooten, VP and second generation owner of Crime Prevention Security Systems, and Randy Elrad, VP of Sales and owner of Crime Prevention Security Systems, a mother and daughter duo. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Have you ever had a mother-daughter duo before? Oh, we haven't. I don't think. No, oh, we have sweet. not. Now, we've definitely done the husband-wife uh-huh. duo uh, several times, yeah. and that's, sure. that's mm-hmm. always been super interesting. And I remember when I reached out to you about doing it, I was like, yeah. I, like I want to do like, get mom, bring mom. I want to yeah. you know, do the mom-daughter thing, because I'm very <laughs> interested. Just so you guys know, like, yeah. I have worked with family mm-hmm. multiple times in my <laughs> 17 career, 17 year career. Yeah. And uh this is already I still a, great, have, a great topic for <laughs> I know. <laughs> I still already like I have mixed feelings about this. Oh sure. So, you know, like so do I, I. I'm Don't super. <laughs> I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to kind of hear how it works for there for are somebody some else. Ups and downs, yes. Yeah. So, you but, can't divorce your children. <laughs> no, <laughs> we are for life. Uh, but before we like dive into a whole plethora of whatever, like let's uh, let's hear a little bit about the story because I mean, you guys have been in business for we're going on 26 years now. 45. Four, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 2021. We make this our 46th year. 46th year. Yeah. I've been there for 25. Okay, you've been there. I've been there 25. Okay, yeah. I had the number like 25 ringing yeah, in my that's ear. Me. That's amazing. <laughs> because she was a child before that. <laughs> so 40. <laughs> and during that a little bit. <laughs> wow. Yes, and during. Yeah. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. first, just mad congratulations to you on right. that. I mean, that's just incredible. Thank you. Um, it seems like in a, in a world today where things don't last more than six months, or <laughs> it's like it's like uh. so. The fact that you've uh, been able to not only build the company but sustain it that long is just absolutely fascinating to me. So I'm really excited about this. I would love yeah. to hear a little bit about the story. So, sure. so Randy, why don't you start okay. and kind of give us the the origin, okay. right? And then to. and then we can jump to Georgia, yeah. kind of hear when she kind of came into play and some of the sure. roles there. So yeah. Okay. Well, in uh, our company started in 1975 on a kitchen table in a very, uh, very uh, sketchy kind of environment (laughs) because we were extremely poor. And uh, so we lived in a little teeny duplex and had a roommate. Um, I had just graduated college and was a special education teacher. My husband was a microbiologist in rheumatoid arthritis and doing research and uh, had to go to the lab 
all through the night and I grew up in a big family and I was always scared to be home alone so he would leave in the middle of the night and I'd be terrified and I thought man there's got to be something that can help me you know get through him being gone at the lab in the middle of the night and uh being a special ed teacher, you just can't be in a bad mood the next day. You know, you're dealing with these kids. I got enough problems. They don't need a grumpy teacher. So um, we found a little product and decided we would market that. And so we started a little business on our kitchen table with a commercial phone and a yellow page ad, which um, we obviously had no business experience and we thought what are we going to do we are going to prevent crime so we are going to call ourselves crime prevention and then uh, in the yellow pages we were on like the 10th page of the burglar alarm section <laughs> because everything was under AAAAA awesome amazing alarm company and uh, we were crime prevention so um, we found out after time and getting successful that eventually um, the people with the most money in the ad got the priority, so we just bought bigger ads. But um, so my husband and I didn't know anything about business or sales or any of that stuff. And the next thing you know, some guy came to apply for a job installing, and we said, "Oh, we don't do this. We have this little machine you plug in, and you know." <laughs> It detects breaking and entering sounds, and then it sets off and it turns on your TVs and your radios, and then the next breaking and entering sound has a, a taped dialer that sends a signal to the police and says, "Stop! We're here!" Uh, you know, it's really a cool machine. <laughs> and then this guy wanted to be an installer, and he said he'd owned a company for ten years and he could teach us how to secure a bank. So uh, we said, you know what, we're gonna hire you. So he said, you, if you put me through college and support my family, he said, I will, uh, I will teach you everything I know in the alarm business. So mm -hmm. we said, 1975, we said, what are you going to college for? He said, computer science. We said, what are you, nuts? There's no future in that. <laughs> and he said, well, I want you to know you're never going to make any money in the burglar alarm business. So uh, thank God, 46 years later, he's one of the leading consultants in the <laughs> computer industry. And we're the 67th largest alarm company in the United States. Wow. So we're very excited. We were both wrong. <laughs> uh, we put him through his bachelor's, master's, and PhD. We put his wife through her bachelor's, master's, and PhD. And they started off with two kids and had five. And he worked with us for 11 years. And we attribute our success over these 46 years based on the incredible people that work with us. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's a, it's so interesting just to like always hear how something it's you know sparked you know I also love how the original search engine optimization was just using the alphabet how many A's I can mean, you cram together yeah. to think about that too and to be, one to be an owner and be like oh like back then we just used to buy bigger you know bigger ads in yeah. the yellow pages and, right. and now it's like uh, are we even in the yellow pages right. there is no, no yellow, yellow pages like there it. are no yellow pages does that book even exist anymore I don't think there's any phone books anymore so yeah. I they became extinct. That's that's so. Uh, it's crazy to look look at business over yeah. forty six years and be like, man. Well, you know, you you look, uh, you, you know, we get into business and you have no idea whether you are going to become obsolete overnight. Mm. You know, I look at the people that were in the pay telephone business. Do you guys ever see a pay telephone anywhere? Yeah, I don't think Not they anymore. exist. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. I have to. It's funny because I've been like trying to like, you know, tell my kids. 
Well, back in my day, <laughs> back in my day, there used to be a phone that was like jacked into the wall, right? And we used to have like a hundred foot cord. telephone right. cord, so we could walk around in our house. And when we finally, and my, my phone was clear, and it used to right. like it used to like flash when it rang. And, and when we finally got cell phones, we had to wait till nine p.m. to make a call, so it was free. Oh yeah, I remember that. Wow. <gasps> I almost forgot. Yeah, yeah. unlimited nights uh, and weekends. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, you're right, man. Good times, yeah. And then mm-hmm. always, always when you was on the phone, like some you would hear somebody pick up the other line. Yeah, I'm on the be phone. Like, Who's listening to my conversation right now? Well, yelling at my. You brother's. guys had nights and weekends. I had a phone in a bag in a bag, yeah. In yeah. A yeah. bag with a battery that weighed oh. sixty pounds. Oh. It was eleven dollars a minute back oh in gosh. you know the eighties. Can you imagine eleven dollars a minute? That's like a three hundred dollars a minute now. I don't yeah. know what it is. So so. I mean, does it does the speed of how how quickly technology is changing, you know, say in here in the last 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Like has that been such like a big concern for you guys? I mean, 46 years like in the business and and now it's like man, things are changing so quick. So quick. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, does it do you look at that as like man, it's just a great opportunity or is there a little bit of fear in that or like, where's your mindset as the, you know, one of the founding sure. members of this? So the the nice thing about my husband and I is um, that we really embrace change, mm-hmm. and we we are we our decision process is very quick. It is like, uh, you know, immediate. If we see that there's a change happening in the industry or in technology, we don't ponder and. Maybe it's to our detriment that we don't do enough studies on stuff and, you know, analyze stuff. We say, wow, that looks like a great idea. Let's just implement it. And so um, I'll let Georgia embellish some of that stuff. Well, before you go there, I mean, oh, yeah. oh, tell, us, no. tell yeah. us a little bit. Like, so, you know, being a daughter and all this, yeah. <laughs> I mean, was it almost like you were assumed into this oh, business because yeah. you like grew up in the business? Yeah. You know, give us a little bit about your story and then we can dive into all that other stuff. Absolutely. So the business started on a kitchen table in a duplex, but ultimately, um, just before I was born, they moved into a house and it had a like an enclosed garage that they converted into the next generation of the office. So <laughs> I grew up literally in, in the garage. In the yeah, in <laughs> Crime Garage was in our home for for a bit and I remember, you know, I'd go downstairs and everybody was working the, my dad had a desk with like one of those giant yellow looking phones. Um <laughs> And, you know, it just kind of evolved over the years. Eventually, we moved into kind of an office warehouse space on 39th Avenue. And um, so, I, you know, I got to see that progression that, wow, we actually have our own space. Um, and then in 2004, um, we got an even bigger building, which is what we're in right now. So, I mean, I've gotten to I've been able to grow up with the company, and that's been a really cool experience. That's cool. Yeah. I want to let you know that we, you know, Georgia <laughs> has said to me in the past, you know, I'm not sure when she was little, I'm not sure if I want to be in the alarm business. And I would always try and impart on both my children that, you know, I didn't have this business for you because I didn't even have you. So <laughs> so okay. you don't have to worry that there's any pressure. If you want to be or do something else, yeah. you, you know, your life is yours. And, you know, our company has value. And if you don't want it, we can sell it. And and retire or would just, uh, you know, hopefully one of our grandkids will want it and we'll live long enough to be able to pass that on. <laughs> Do you like deep down really want them to take it and take it 
you know, we would, once you decide to retire. Yes. Sure. Okay. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, we have put 46 years of blood, sweat, and tears working really sometimes, you know, 20 hours a day, six, seven days a week for all these years. And um, it's it's our dream that our kids would want to, you know, take our company to the next level and do way more with it than, you know, a, mic- a microbiologist and a special ed teacher could, <laughs> could do at this company. How many times in that 46 years were you like ready to just throw in the towel? Uh, well, they all, that's a weird one. <laughs> I mean, because, but a little business. Yeah, well, that, the, there's a story behind yeah, that. The, yes. okay. Good. The, the business stories. story and the personal story is gets interesting at a certain point. Because um, <laughs> when I was five years old, my parents divorced. So they started this company, then they got divorced. And mom and my sister and I moved away. We went to Fort Lauderdale for about a year. And she was teaching, and my dad was running the business. And so then they got back together um, for a few years. And um, did you work in the business at that point, or...? I don't remember. I came back. Or were you just teaching? I was teaching, and okay. then when we got back together, like permanently, uh, which is a long story. Um, uh, then Please fill all the details. There you go. Yeah. So they, hey, uh, when I was it's a sordid story. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No. When I was uh, was it nine? Yeah. When we moved. So when I was nine, they they split up again. They never they didn't get remarried in the interim, but they split up again, and we moved to her hometown of Cleveland, one of the suburbs of Cleveland, and we lived there for a year. Um, again, my dad ran the business independently, and then um, ultimately they got back together for good. We kind of set them up parent trap style. Yes, they um, did. Yeah, over okay. Thanksgiving weekend in, when I was in the fifth grade. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. In yeah. Fort Lauderdale at yeah. my sister's house. Yeah. Yes, they did a parent trap we for did. me and Johnny, and we it did. worked. Yeah, it was so great. Yeah, I was very <laughs> happy <awesome>. about it. <laughs> uh, so they got back together, and then it was pretty shortly thereafter that my mom started working in the business. Yep, two thousand and one again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, uh, 1991. I'm sorry. I'm getting more way off. 1991, I started. We got back together, and I started working with him full-time and opening up um, other venues, like Ocala and Wildwood and going up north to Lake City. So um, I figured we could work together better if we were 40 miles apart. (laughs) (laughs) The key to sustainability right there. You can only divorce the same man so many times. (laughs) That's funny. So, so like, let's talk a little bit about these, like, the family dynamics, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, again, yeah. so so you guys know, and, like, I don't know how many of our listeners know my entire story, but, like, I've worked with my, when I started the company, well, once I split with my partner in 2006, or restarted, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, uh, well, it wasn't my brother-in-law then, but my girlfriend's. Oh no! Uh, yeah, <laughs> girlfriends. Yeah. yeah, we weren't married yet. So, so it was my girlfriend's brother, which later became my wife's brother, right? Like, and therefore brother-in-law uh, worked for me in those early years. Yeah, and then and then didn't, you know, stopped working for me years later. And then my brother, uh, my brother worked here for a while. Okay, and met his and wife. Met his wife here. Now they're married and oh, and cool. doing real estate here in Gainesville. So Aww. so like. There's been lots of family in yeah. the mix, basically. Yeah. And I can say, like, there's been a lot of good to it and a lot of challenges and struggle with it, too, right? Yeah. So uh, so I would love to hear a little bit of, like, your perspective working with family. Yeah. Like, the good, like, the pros, the cons, and, uh, you know, what, what you feel like it's done for you guys. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of businesses out there that sure. are family business. Family yeah. right? Business. And I, I kind of think, like, you know, 
there's been less of that over time, mm-hmm. you know? But that's, to me, when I like really look at a lot of the core of America, small business America, like, like that's the way it was. It was yeah, like, right. you grew up in the business, small business America, like mm-hmm. this is the American dream, we're gonna start from nothing and grow it into something great, and we all always have each other's backs, Yeah, right? right? But like still, it's super challenging, right? <laughs> it can be, yeah. So, so I would love to just like hear y'all's perspective on it and the, those pros, cons, good, bad, and ugly, like you said. Yeah, you wanna start? Yeah, I think for, for my husband and I, it's, it's not as a big of a challenge as it is for the kids, because, you know, they, I think they still, and the you know our the people that work with us, think you know we're the owners, and they go, oh yeah, John and Randy are the owners, but actually it's George and Jessica are owners with us, so you know that puts a lot of pressure on the kids because they feel like you know they have to kind of live up to letting the employees and the people that we work with realize that you know they that we would like them to be empowered to be able to succeed us so that we can have a nice transition that someday, you know, I plan on dying in the office, so I haven't earned there because I've, <laughs> I've earned it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, so. Uh, that's, that's no joke. Surely. That's no joke. <laughs> no joke, yeah. Because um, we love working. You know, my husband and I just, we love our company. We love what we do. We love the, the whole idea of protecting our community. Our custom entertainment division is, you know, making people's environments so much fun and so, uh, so exciting and it's so easy to operate. And so, everything that we do is is just part of our blood. You know. Yeah, and you enjoy it. So we it's love fun to come it. To work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fun to come to work. Right? Most days, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think one of the things that, and they kind of set the 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 standard here in how our family dynamic works in the workplace and and one of the things that they established I think you know when she when mom came in and started working full time at crime prevention is they found their lanes and they stayed in their lanes um you know she would handle sales and he would handle business operations and financial mm-hmm. and so when when decisions came up they were either in her realm or his and so you know fast forward to when my sister and I are involved in the business um we've to some extent, like maintained a little bit of that where, you know, and sometimes that's been tricky to navigate because there was, I mean, for me personally, there was a point a few years ago where I really thought that, you know, they were getting ready to retire. I mean, we hadn't really had that specific discussion, but I just, I thought that's what was coming up. wishful thinking. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) It's just what I, not at all. I'm perfectly happy. Kidding. I love working with you guys. So (laughs) yeah, I don't want you to retire, but I also don't want you to die. So like, it's one of the two (laughs) in our business. Could we go with retirement? It's yeah, yeah, we up. will. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, you know, that that was a challenging thing for me at one point because I just, I thought that we were at a different point. I thought they were at a different point given, mm. you know, no offense, your age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Our condition. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> a lot of wear and tear. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I think what we've really done well is when we start to see that there's conflict in the family, like, okay, we're clearly in the same lane with each other. We need to get in our own lanes and, and find what we're actually really able to contribute and have fun doing. Um, you know, and that's, I think that's a really interesting combination that both of, that all of us, all four of us bring to the table is there are certain things that we really are good at and things we have, we enjoy doing within the business. And so, I, you know, it's taken a while, but I think we've all kind of found where that is. So I was going to say, did you have to hone that over time or did it just oh, yeah. kind of fall naturally? No. So for me, the journey was very long. I mean, I've been there 25 years, but I've worked 
over the last 25 years in every single department. Absolutely. Um, I worked, when I was a teenager, I was like filing papers in the office because we had a lot of papers. I think you were nine. Nine? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're nine or seven. That's why everything in our office is filed under the. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense now. Yeah, when I was nine, I'm like, ah, oh, look, the First Baptist Church or the AAA Beauty Shop or whatever the name of it was. Oh, <laughs> was those the. rookie mistakes. I know. I'll never live up there. You got to go back and clean all that up, don't you? Oh, I know. That the drawer from uh, from 25 years ago is like is, uh, is jam-packed and there's several of them. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, to answer the question, yes, absolutely. It was a very long journey. I mean, I I just moved into managing our service and installation department about six months ago, and I love it there. That's my, I've done everything else in the business. That's my favorite place to be. So, um, and I'm really glad that I've had the education that I've had. I think that's a luxury that a lot of business owners don't really have. If you're an entrepreneur, oftentimes you're the salesperson, and then you become the business owner, and you mm-hmm. may have to dabble in all the other things, but to be able to really immerse in every aspect of your business, um, I am so grateful that I've had, that we have a large enough staff where I can just do that. I can get into one particular thing and be totally immersed and then move on to the next. I mean, I spent a year doing the accounting for the business. I've done everything and it's, and I'm a perpetual learner, so I don't feel like I know everything either. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm glad I've got the the foundation, it's a long foundation, to, to be at this point where like, there's nothing that I'm not somewhat familiar with. Mm. Um, so is that kind of planned? Like, are you going to be doing something else different in a year? No. Okay. So Maybe. It's not you like, don't know. We I don't, don't know. know what's yeah, no, but emerge. it's not planned. Yeah. I have no okay. idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at at one point, I don't know, she was like maybe 20. You went to go into sales. and I did. And uh, I took her on a sales appointment and some gentleman answered the door in a Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> and after that appointment, when he would not... Uh, put on any other clothing. No. Georgia said, okay, I don't think I want to be in sales. <laughs> that did it for me. <laughs> that's all it took, huh? Yeah, that's all it took. Uh, one moment. Uh, Old I, guy in a Speedo. Yeah, that was, that was uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> yep, not for me. I. No, you just... <laughs> I was an old lady watching a guy in a Speedo. No. <laughs> no, just kidding. I was pretty young then, too, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, so what kind of pressure do you feel, Georgia, of like carrying on this name at some point, right? Oh, I mean, that's 46 huge. years, yeah. like, that's a long time, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. and I, and I it just, I can't get over that because I admire that so much. Oh, like, thank you so much. And, and so I, I, it's just an incredible accomplishment. Um, and but, you've, you've but, struggled to have your kids have any real interest in, in your yeah, businesses. Yeah, you know, so I, cause I kind of in the same place, of like I'm not really, putting a, a ton of pressure on them right. to absorb the mm-hmm. family business. Sure. You know, there's been a couple times where they'll like want to come and do some work and hang out and that kind of thing. And, and the times that I've encouraged it, like I find them getting bored after an hour and they want to be on their iPad in the corner. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Not really that interested in the, the business operations. They don't seem very entrepreneurial to me. Right. Uh, they're little. And, yeah, I mean, they're 11 and seven and I would love for them to be filing things in the cabinet yeah. under the. <laughs> uh, but, like, <laughs> but they're not even doing that, you know? So it's like, all right, well. You know. I don't know. Everybody's paperless. There's nothing to file anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so I, I definitely don't like try to press it on them. Sure. But um, but yeah, I mean, I would love for them to, you know, be 
you know, into entrepreneurship and sure. Yeah. But again, I'm like, I'm not going to pressure it. So, but like, do you have like this pressure now, now that oh, yeah. you've been in the business and you're like, you've worked all these different departments. Yeah. Like it sounds like you're in it. You love it. Mm-hmm. So what's that like? <laughs> what's well, that pressure like? I didn't always love it. I mean, it was definitely at one point like an obligation. So, and that was, that was challenging to go through too. Um, but at this and point, what do, you, what do you mean? Like when? Oh, in my 20s, primarily. Like you felt like you had to be there? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they didn't put the pressure on, but I felt it. And I at that point, I wanted to be an actress in New York City and go on Broadway. Um, and, you know, that was that was what was exciting to me. And she doesn't mean Freddie Mercury, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible pre-podcast karaoke. Yeah. You guys missed it all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody was pretty amazing. <laughs> Can I say that on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> um, but, you know, at Yes, there's definitely immense pressure to, you know, we're, we're really well respected within our industry mm-hmm. and I feel like we've been really involved in the Gainesville community and there's a huge legacy to, to fulfill with the company. Um, and absolutely, there's a lot of pressure to, to do it right. Um, to, we have a great staff. Um, our employees are top notch and we have people who've worked with us. Our, our longest term employee has been with us for almost 40 years. He started working with us when I was like six months old. So so what's that like, right? Because you get, you think, yeah. here, here's somebody who's been in the business for 40 years, yeah. you were six months old, mm-hmm. and now you're like the, owner, the yeah. owner's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That's now the boss. Yeah. Like, it's so I, great. I, yeah, I have to assume that that's like not always easy. No. And that there's some, you know, people, yeah. You know, again, like I know you say your staff's amazing. I'm like thinking, and maybe it's not your company, but I'm thinking in yeah. a lot of companies, there's yeah. the person in the back that's like, oh, sure, boss's daughter, yeah. you know, like <laughs> getting her way or whatever, you know, whatever oh, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. This is my new person just because like you just, you know, <laughs> fell into this because yeah. you were the boss's daughter. I mean, that's yeah. that's reality. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, what do you do? <laughs> what have you done to like really earn the respect of the team there? Yeah. Well, and, a lot. <laughs> I've done a lot over the years, um, and it was not easy. I definitely, when I came out of college, I was put almost immediately into a management role, which was not a good idea um, for me and for anybody else involved. I mean, I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't. I didn't have the life experience. I didn't have the experience within the company, um, and so there was a a, cert, a hazing period for a couple years where, you know, I didn't know enough, and I was tested on knowledge and like just emotional fortitude and all kinds of things, and it was very challenging. Um, but you know, and I, I still have challenges with, with, with certain employees. Um, and I think no matter if I was the original owner or the second gen owner, that would probably be the case anyway, because not everybody gets along and we have almost 70 employees. So, um, you know, odds are that it, there's going to be some conflict somewhere. Hmm. Um, but the two things that I think I've done to just earn the respect of the people that I work with is number one, I listen to them. Um, while I may know a little bit of everything, we have people who've worked with us for a very long time who know every single detail about you know, how, the systems that we install or our accounting systems or the sales process and, and what that's like. And so you know, when, when they have feedback about something, I really listen to them and do whatever I can to try to incorporate that into how we run the business. Um, and then the second thing that I think has really served me is I'm a perpetual student. So when I don't know something, I'm not shy about it. I'm not embarrassed by it. I just keep asking the question, well, what does that mean? And I dig a little deeper until I have enough knowledge to where I can have an intelligent conversation with somebody about something. So, um, 
But that took a long time to get to the point where, you know, people saw me as somebody who really wanted to be there and not somebody who was, you know, handed a golden ticket and just, you know, was was riding on the coattails of, of my parents. So. Okay. Well, and I want you to know, my, my staff has always felt comfortable enough with my kids yeah. for them to come to me when they came to work with us full time and say, you know, Mom, when you come in the office, they have a name for you. <laughs> I said, really? Yeah, they said, quick, everybody, here comes the hurricane. <laughs> they said, I came in the office, I blow in like a hurricane, I swirl up, and then I blow back out. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they felt comfortable enough to tell my kids, you know, we have a name for your mother. <laughs> and she pulls in the parking lot. <laughs> Everybody, be prepared. Here she comes. <laughs> so what's her name? What do they call her? <laughs> yeah, well, me. Oh, you. You know, I. They, you don't have a name that I know. I don't have yeah. a name. Or they, haven't, or they haven't shared that with me, the mother, because <laughs> I have the, you know, the check signing ability. <laughs> I could cancel that check. What do you, th- what do you think your name is? Oh God, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I I inadvertently do really funny things at work and say really funny things that I don't intend to be funny. So I'm sure there's something about right. that. But I, what the nickname would be, I don't. I don't know. Well, in our whole, I have to ponder that. <laughs> our whole environment there is pretty chill and cool and funny and family and so not typical of a big organization. Even yeah. though we are a pretty big organization, we have always kept, you know, that family mm-hmm. feel to mm-hmm. no matter how big we get. And uh, it's really funny because we do a couple parties at our house and now in our different uh, venues because we're in Orlando and Jacksonville. So we, we celebrate our, uh, our the people work with us, our employees, and do a couple things a year with them. And uh, they would share with all the new employees, and she always does all the cooking, speaking of me. Well, then when we'd have 150 people at my house for our holiday banquet, uh, awards banquet event, I go, listen, I am not doing all the cooking anymore. (laughs) I'm gonna get some of this catered people. (laughs) So don't share that information that I cook the whole meal. (laughs) I I have learned to delegate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. T- talk to me a little bit about the, um, you know, the vision for the company, right? And like where where you're headed now, like because I know there's been some growth opportunities like mm-hmm. throughout the course of your career. So so where are things headed? That's a really good question. There's um, there's a lot, like you said earlier in the podcast, technology is changing very rapidly, and so um, where we have already kind of shifted a bit, we we were primarily. Um, a residential installation company um, for a long time. We did a lot of, we've done commercial work since 1975, but it's never really been the focus of what we've, what we've been doing. Um, but two, three years ago, we started to shift our priorities and, and want to pursue more commercial work. And we started to see that come to fruition actually in 2020, which has been a real blessing um, given the COVID situation. So um, really making more more inroads into commercial systems, commercial fire, access control, cameras, um, conference rooms. We've we've got some very large projects that we've done this year, and some opportunities that are coming up in the current in the coming year um, that that really shift us to doing more commercial work. Not that we won't continue to do residential work as well, um, but it's just kind of adding more more to our our, our binder, our yeah portfolio, our portfolio. Mm-hmm. Can't right. think of the word. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
I would say our platter. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm all about the term. food. I mean, it's a whole nother <laughs> branch of a company. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. It is. I mean, yeah. when you start going into yeah. commercial residential, large commercial. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they, those projects run very differently than a than a residential project does. What are the family dynamics of, of that and that decision making, right? Like, are you guys as a family sitting down and like mm-hmm. having conversations about the direction of the company? Yeah. Uh, knowing that one day, like you're gonna be running this thing, you sure. know, like what, yeah. is, what is that like? So we do like a formal planning session once a year, okay. um, usually on vacation together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's coming up next week. But we do this, you know, usually around the, the holidays toward the end of one year into the beginning of the next and um, you know, we go through what are, how how have we done, we reflect upon the year before and how have we done in, in all these different areas and what do we want to focus on going forward. Um, and it's funny because the 2020 planning session was the most comprehensive one we ever did. We, um, I went to the, I mean, I'm sure you know this because we were there together, but we did that retreat with Kristen Hadid mm-hmm. and she had a really great platform for like reflection and goal setting and all kinds of wonderful things. And so I took that back to the family. We wrote that together. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we, we took that back to my dad and my sister and my ex-husband, who's also part of the company and a, a big part of the decision making. Um, and we all sat down and set aside, you know, planned out our goals for 2020. And then in March, we're like, well, I guess we're just gonna, you know, pull that up and right. <laughs> And shift. It's amazing how like <laughs> some. I mean, whatever it is, but I mean, obviously that was a significant thing, right? Because it was huge yeah. and still is. And how instantly everything changes. Like yeah. doesn't doesn't matter anymore. I mean, I think I like looked at Mike <laughs> and was like, "All right, man. Like our one goal is to survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like let's see yeah. if we can get to twenty twenty one. Yep. And I even it's funny because I even remember talking to Kristen during yeah. that time, and she's like. I mean, she was even encouraging me, like, let's just get to June first. Yeah, you know, like, let's just like right. we, I mean, yeah. we really got to baby step it. Don't, it, yep. and I think that's just what you have to do in those circumstances. Yeah, like, exactly what nope. we did. Yeah, we we kind of paced it. We said, well, maybe this will be, this will subside by June, and then maybe by August, and then maybe by October, and you know, we just took it by qu- quarter by quarter. Well, day by day, at day first. by day, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like as a as a business that's mm-hmm. been around for forty six years, where I mean, we get sweating. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bullets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were sweating bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many people that we serve lost their jobs. So, you know, how do you, they want to pay their rent and their mortgage and feed their family. So what are they doing? They're yeah. just calling saying, I want to cancel yep. our... Yeah, they said, we can't We can't pay. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a lot, a large percentage of our business that lost their job. It was, it was terrible for them. It was awful yeah. for them. And our hearts broke for them. And so... We were not gonna just leave them, you know, stranded. We said, look, we're, we're gonna individually chat with everyone that has an issue and we will come up with a plan. And that's what we did. We took it one client at a time and dealt with what their situation was and how we could help and what we could do. And um, mm-hmm. we just did it one-on-one. What about your own business? I mean, were you guys thinking about oh my gosh like this could be the thing that puts yeah. us out oh yeah oh yeah. Years. oh yeah 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 for sure you know you got mm-hmm. thousands of people who you know lost their income yeah <laughs> how do you how do you demand that they pay you know they- yeah and then you know generating new business at a time when you know what we do requires somebody to go into your home and install equipment right and usually go sell it in yeah. your home you know you got to do a site survey you mm-hmm. know so yeah so that was that was really scary, um, you know, especially at first when when the lockdowns happened and people weren't comfortable with 
anyone coming into their homes and businesses and um you know that we thought maybe this is it maybe this is the thing that will you know we'll be at 45 years and that'll be the end of crime prevention um so what was your action plan during a pivotal moment like that so what we did was we we really armed our our team first of all we we'd really kind of preset that everybody could work remotely so yeah that was happenstance though we accidentally yeah had it set up that everybody could pick up their stuff go to their house plug in their desk phone and their computer and they were in their office at their home so it was really amazing that we had done this before all this hit Mm -hmm. that that was a possibility and so when it happened Everybody left and went home with their stuff and worked from home. Mm-hmm. And then with our installers, we equipped them with booties and masks and gloves and, and, uh, and sanitizers and, mm-hmm. and followed all the health protocols. And uh, there were people who said, you know, as long as they keep a distance and, you know, wear gloves and <clears throat> booties and masks that we're okay with them coming in. And so uh, business kept going my staff could still work and get paid and uh, we kept surviving it was Mm -hmm. great it was awesome it was a tremendous uh, accolade to this wonderful staff that uh, you know puts their life on the line for my employee for my customers who Mm -hmm. uh, we try and protect their lives and their property you know everybody did what they could to keep those people properly protected so it was great it was really awesome that ability to just uh, go remote on a moment's notice, was that something that was a natural evolution or yeah. was that by design year, years ago or something that you had decided that you wanted to make that flexibility an option? No, that was that was not even a consideration. We happened to, we had an aging phone system and that was really the catalyst for getting everything set up to where we could go remote. Cause you know, we have, we have a great physical network um, that has remote accessibility and that was that's been built in for a very long time. Um, we've never really used it outside of the families and some of our key employees, but um, we had an on-prem can- uh, phone system, and it was antiquated and, st- and was dying, and so we needed to switch to something. And I, I happened to convince everybody in the family and the company to go to a, a voice over IP mm-hmm. solution, and thank God, because then everybody Man. could literally pick up their phones and take it to their house, and it worked just like it would if they were in the office. When did you make that change? In December of 2019. So oh, oh. it was like perfectly by it design. Was, yeah. 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 But it was, you know, it was because of divine guidance. It was amazing. Um, you know, and we say my, my argument for it was we saved money and we didn't have to have all this equipment to maintain. Um, but it was, I mean, for my parents who are used to having a lot of on-prem equipment, it was a big, mm-hmm. that was a big leap for them. They were really uncomfortable with the whole voice over IP thing. And thank God we did it because it would have been a real struggle to try to answer phones. And we do a lot of remote troubleshooting for our customers and to not have that ability or to have to have people on their cell phones and try to navigate that would have been really challenging. Um, but it just worked out beautifully, so. Divine intervention, Divine like you said. Divine intervention. Yeah. But, I mean, it's great. You know who else, uh, it was similar. Um, last year, like uh, Darren Cook from Infinite yeah. Energy yeah. Uh, mentored me all year, which is amazing. Like such an amazing company. And, yeah. Yep. And recently sold and like super excited for them. But yeah. like, but I remember like he was telling me a lot of the same thing. Like they had switched their entire phone system. I mean, just months 
yeah. before this whole thing happened. It was the same thing. It's like, oh, we just told everybody to go home. Take and, your phone and go and home. Plug, right. it, plug it up and <laughs> yeah. they're good to go. I, I was like, it's it's amazing the timing sometimes, right? Yeah. It's just it's incredible. Yeah. Well, um, it's really funny. My husband and I feel uh, that we have been divinely guided through this whole process, through yeah. these 46 years, that every time something just catastrophic happened, that made us think, oh my God, this is the end of all of our our life's work and our endeavors and all this stuff. And and sure enough, if that door wouldn't have slammed shut, then the other one that we were supposed to go through would have never opened. And so um, we now look at those catastrophic things as, hey, this means something great is coming because mm. <laughs> that has to slam in our face before whatever's gonna present itself happens. It's so hard though, right? Like the, oh, yes. the, the mind, like, one of the, the topics of discussion over the last year, and and I feel like constantly in my life is mm-hmm. my is mindset. Like you know, yeah. if you approach a disaster with the attitude of like, oh, we got this, or like we're gonna yeah. we're, we might not got like we're gonna figure it out. You know, you look at it as like a challenge. You're gonna get through it. You're gonna figure it out. Like if you have that mindset, well, then the chances of you getting through it are yeah. extremely high. Extremely high. But if you go into it of like. We're done. Yep. Like, that's it. Like yeah. you are done. Then you're done. Yeah, that defeatist attitude. Is so killer. in uh, in twin in 2007, when the construction industry just closed its doors and people could not get a mortgage, and we were doing hundreds of pre-wires on ho- houses every month, and all of a sudden there was none. And at that point, I think we had about 40 employees, and I we gathered all the employees and we said, okay, here's the deal. We're not participating in this recession. So we just want to let you know, we've made a conscious decision. There may be a recession all around us, but we're not participating. And so we need everybody in the company to step up and become salespeople because you have to sell our company for us to exist. And it was amazing. By within the next couple of years, we actually added 20 more employees. We ended up having like <laughs> 60 employees by the end of that recession. So. We grew during one of the worst times of the economy that we were in business. Are you a a visionary entrepreneur? Or are you an executor, like the integrator? I am a a maniac screaming. Uh, emotional wreck most of the time. <laughs> Would that be a good way? Like, are, you yeah. the, like, are you the accountability person? Like, do you have no problem saying you're late to work? You're out? Like, like where? Oh, that's like not her. Man, that's, that's not, not her. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to get a gauge no, as to like what kind of bosses, entrepreneur, business, no. you know, business owners you yeah, are. No, no. I am just uh, I, if something happens and I'm like, oh my god, I'm the oh my god, how are we going to fix this? And then we come up with, okay, well, let's do this, this, and this. Then we go, oh, okay, it's okay. Whew. Okay. <laughs> but I'm the oh my God person. And <laughs> the then oh my. Uh, my husband and Georgia and Jessica are the, mom, we could fix this. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. So they, they get me in, in tow. Yeah. <laughs> they keep me. How's that? Like, is he the visionary? Yeah. Oh, he's oh, definitely yeah. the visionary. visionary. And he's, he is such a, like, such a fun person. And he's so interesting and he's so interested in everyone. Um, 
that I, you know, that, that really, he learns about something, he learns about the people and then, you know, sets, this is what we want to do. But he's absolutely the visionary of, of the company. And that's, that's the challenge for me, um, is trying to fill that role specifically. Cause I'm more of the executor, you know, I see a problem and I'm like, okay, so I need to ask this question and this question, and this question, and then consolidate all this information. And here's the, here's what we're going to do with that. And, you know, I, I get some buy-in in the way. Um, but, but the visionary, that's, that's definitely sisters my in it too. Yeah, my sister's How in it too. Close are you guys? Um, well, she lives in Portland, Oregon now. Okay. So, so not um, close at all physically. Not <laughs> close at all physically. <laughs> she might as well live on the moon. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, we're 18 months apart, so we we were pretty close growing up, and um, we were in the business together locally for a very long time. Um, my sister is an excellent like executor of stuff, anything. Like if something needs to get done, you give it to her, and she knocks it out. Um, and she's very good with customers. So, you know, she does a lot of customer service stuff um, and has, has been excellent at that for her the whole time she's worked there, which is almost as long as I have. She's just a little younger than me and spent a little more time in college having fun. <laughs> is there any confusion, like, not confusion, but yeah. like a disagreement or like, I mean, like who like who's the boss? Who gets the final say? Like There has been, I mean? yeah. Okay, there has been? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, among the four of us, there's absolutely been some some you know big disagreements about how you know this out or the other needed to be handled. Um, and how do you handle them? Well, ultimately, my dad's the he's he gets he's, final say. He's final say. Okay. He's the um, patriarch. So and yeah. the when when we got divorced, it was that we were two owners, and we we had two. You, you can't have. You have to have a chief and an Indian. <laughs> when we got back together, and I guess that's not politically correct anymore. That's right. uh, um, I said, I am. I don't want to be considered an owner. You know, I want to be part of the staff. I want to be part of the management team. But you, ultimately, there's one president, you know, and and I wanted that big distinction. So when we came back, I would people would come to me with a problem. I go, hey, talk to the hand because <laughs> you got to tell Johnny. You know, <laughs> got to tell Johnny. I, I I have nothing to do with that. You know, and it's ultimately his decision. And when I think when I relinquished my control, and then us, con, you know, bickering about stuff that was so insignificant in the the whole magnitude of our company, then uh, I think that's what's made our company so successful. Well, and your relationship, too. And our relationship, for sure, yeah. We've always been soulmates. We just hated each other working together (laughs) for a little while. You know, it's like, hey, God, you know, constant. You can't (laughs) live together and work together and do it in the same house. We lived and worked in our house that um, you you end up, you know, you can't have two owners, you know, two presidents. No, it's a benevolent dictatorship at crime prevention. Yes. I'm like sitting here thinking like, I wonder if Shannon and I would get a divorce if we worked together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. But you get remarried. You know, <laughs> you would do the same. So with that, you know, he's, you'd be like, he's my first and second like husband. distance okay. makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yeah, it was great. Uh-huh. Yeah. So is the power hierarchy of the personal relationship and the business relationship now mirror images of, of each other? Like, are, are they the same? Or? Well, probably not. Okay. No, 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 I rule the house for okay. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're well, you opposite. know, women do because we have a, a lot to offer. Right. <laughs> right. You have a specific power. 
<laughs> yes, we have very specific power. <laughs> Are you discovering this yet in your household? Oh, of course. Well, no, I, I never put up a fight for that. But. So was there, a con- was there a concession that had to be made? So, you know, you were you were both owning the company to go- together. You come back and you say, no, I, I want you to be the decision maker in yep. the business. Did right. you say... But that means I'm going to be the decision maker at home, or did that just work itself out? It kind of just worked itself okay. out. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yep. I just say yes, ma'am. Whatever you say, dear. I'm well, gonna that's what you know. I want you know. That's what Johnny has learned to do. He, it took him, uh, you know, thirty something years of our relationship to finally say. And it, the funny thing about him is, you have to have two people to fight. You know, I I I like a good fight. He absolutely will not fight. So. You can't fight with somebody who won't fight back. And I'm like, come on, get into it. And he's like, I'm sorry, I only have so much energy, and I'm not putting any energy in that. I'm like, this is like no fun, you know? So then I just have to go my own way and oh, God. be I, I was mellow. told early early on that we didn't fight enough, and she was worried that things weren't going to work out because of that reason. Wow. She wanted, she wanted a little bit a little of yeah, uh, conflict. Yeah, yeah. conflict. Right. Uh-huh. Are you agreeing on too much, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I, I, pick, I pick and choose, you know. It's like, it's, like you said, like you, you realize that a lot of stuff was insignificant. What do you want to die on? And, and I, I don't know if it's a power or not, but I saw a lot of it as insignificant. And right. I'm like, this, okay, you win. Like I don't really care that much. It's funny because like I hear you say that, and I go, I think of Lee and like right. you know, one, you one of one of our team members. Uh-huh. He, I, he's, he's older than we are, and he's very much. He, he would always come to me and be like. What hill do you really want to die on? You know, it's like, do you really do you want to die on this hill? Like, you know, and so it always like kind of created that mindset of like, uh, I, I'm always analyzing, yeah. being like, is this something that I really like want? Part to Part of push me really wants like, to take yeah. this up, but is it worth it? Yeah. So when it's kind of like you know raising children. You know, with kids, yeah. I mean, there's some things that it wasn't worth ruining a relationship over whether they wanted to wear plaids and flowers in the same outfit <laughs> or they wanted to wear their pajama pants and a t-shirt to school I could care less you know I'm not that wasn't a big fight it was for a little bit and then I thought this is absurd I'm fighting over a stupid thing that has no significance in life cleaning their room you know didn't matter to me I closed the door <laughs> do they clean I found their a, office uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, I found. Uh, I found. I'm a just wondering if this plays into business later on. No, you know? no, no, we have a cleaning service for uh, that okay. too. But yeah, <laughs> I, I found a lunchable under uh, Jessica's bed that I think had been there from seventh grade when she graduated high school. That um, I think could have created world peace. <laughs> it was a toxic weapon under there. <laughs> um, we got to wrap up in a second. Oh. But before we do, I really want to kind of, I mean, you guys are a Gainesville staple. <laughs> you know, like when I look at your business, I'm like, you guys are a Gainesville staple. I mean, what, let, let's like talk about Gainesville for a minute. Um, what does this community need more of? Like where, when you guys look at Gainesville, like where are we going as a community? What do we need more of? Um, oh. I would just love to like kind of hear y'all's opinion as a company that's been here that long. More family businesses. More. I mean, I remember growing up how many businesses throughout Gainesville were independently owned and operated. And now um, there's still some of that. I mean, obviously you're here and, and entrepreneurship has been a big push. Um, but I, I do see all these other large companies coming into Gainesville and it's really changed the landscape. Um, and, and I mean, it's offered things to the community that we wouldn't have had access to before, but I, I just fear that 
all of that is pushing out a lot of the mom and pop kind of businesses. And that's that's what makes a community like Gainesville so charming and so interesting and so unique. If you have chain after chain after chain after chain, you could be in any city. Um, what, what makes a community unique is the individual businesses and the individuals who contribute to the whole community. So yeah, I mean, so what you're doing is totally aligned with what I think Gainesville needs. The other thing businesses. is you need to be a business, you need to have a business friendly government, you know, that wants to support entrepreneurship and family owned and operated businesses and wants business to really um, come here and thrive and uh, be a part of the community. And so we have to make sure that we elect people that really are business friendly and want growth and want to see this uh, community thrive with family business. Randy, I got a great idea for you. Okay. <laughs> here's, here's the new plan. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so it sounds like, I mean, instead of dying in the office, you could <laughs> retire, uh-huh. like retire from the business. There you go. Georgia could take over and you could be the mayor. You die in the mayoral oh. office. Go into the political wow. aspect of Gainesville and, and be that person and really, <laughs> I love it. So, is that a great idea? That is a great, a great idea. idea. I'm, okay. full, I'm full of them, people. Here's the thing. <laughs> I love it. I, love I have uh, menopausal great. Tourette's. <laughs> and so um, I would probably be put in prison on my first commission meeting <laughs> for the obscenities that would spew out of my unfiltered um, mouth. Maybe so, that's what we need. There you go. Yeah. How important is self-awareness in business these days? Uh, hey. It's a thought. You, know, yes. you never know. We speak We're, it into existence here. There you and go. And it just happened. Right. Who knows? Uh, this has been, one, it's been super entertaining. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and very interesting. Oh. You know, definitely a ton of love to you guys and mad props for your success. Thank I you. mean, uh, I, I hope that I have a similar story oh. in terms of like how long I'm being an entrepreneur and being in business. And I I think it's absolutely incredible. So thank you so um, much. And thanks for having us here. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you tell our audience where they can connect with you? You know, George was telling me, I'm not the social media person. I don't remember. I know I should be. And in fact, like we should have like most of it because you You guys have been a sponsor. Yeah. We're on, uh, we have our website, cpss.net. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. So, um, you know, find us on those platforms and, We'll connect with you there. And, and Google mean, us. Yeah, we're crime guys, prevention. <laughs> well, you more, said last year, yeah. like in the last couple of years, you've been really pushing your commercial services. So sure. like if you're a commercial business out there, definitely support them. They've been a great sponsor of ours. Oh, uh, definitely support them. And if you need uh, an alarm system, you know, uh, dude, there's a whole bunch of really cool features that come with this stuff now too. Like, oh, absolutely. Um, Definitely connect with them and get your business set up. Not only protect your home, but protect your business too. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Mm. So, and audience, you guys, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing this with people. I want to give a lot of love to our team, James Leitner, Sarah Lentz, Allison Mutterino, and of course, my co-host, Michael Dees. And uh, podcast fan, if you were driving and you did not have a chance to write down the information of the incredible sponsors that support the show, don't worry, we've got your back. Go to whoagnv.com forward slash sponsors and you can click the link. So if you wanted to get connected to crime prevention security systems, you could like go to whoagnv.com forward slash sponsors and literally just click the link and go directly to their site. And we even have an, a cool video of, of that we created yeah, and we all did sorts it together. of stuff on there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, so definitely <laughs> awesome. check it out. 
Uh, special uh, special love and shout out to one more sponsor too, The Masters of Disasters, uh, the best restoration. I still have nightmares about when we moved into our location here on 13th Street. Um, they ended up doing a huge remodel and these guys came in, they moved some old moldy offices. Now I'm gonna be having nightmares about toxic Lunchables. I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> I wonder if they cleaned that up. Yeah. I wonder if that, they'll like fix that disaster for you. Seriously. Uh, but, but they did all the, all the mold remediation here. Uh, they were incredible. Uh, just, just an absolute bang up job that they do. Um, if you need anything at all in the world of restoration, mold remediation, um, I had a washer and dryer that like just leaked all over my apartment one time and they had to come in and air out all that stuff. They just, anything that you can think of, they can do. Um, so let them help you at home or your business by contacting them at 352-505-3321 or you can visit them online at www.thebestrestoration.com. Toxic of- Lunchables, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, when you do, say, I heard you on the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa, whoa. Great. See you later. Bye. <laughs>